This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just, what? you just, like, you were, you were nervous just a moment ago, and then she started getting the character real quick. She was like, I'm "Yeah, there you go." I'm about to, <laughs> I just saw her at the, oh at the side God. of my fucking eye. She was like, "I'm getting character real I was quick." Ready? Hi. <laughs> Stop laughing at me, David. We have a mono. <laughs> Just so nervous. I feel your fucking nervous energy right now. It's gone. So if you guys watched my film, Gook, this is one of my cast members. Did an excellent, excellent job on the film, by the way. Thanks. You know the scene where uh, you and Curtis are with uh, Simone? Mm-hmm. And you guys are... I wasn't there that day. I was sleeping because I was like my one day off. But you guys, <laughs> you guys were fucking... Um, it was a scene where you guys were arguing and fighting. That was my first day. That was your first day? Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit was, that was intense. And I didn't get to see that, but I saw it in the editing room afterwards yeah. on the next day. And that shit made me cry. Yeah. I was like, that shit was emotional as hell. That was a lot. And that day was stressful. Really? Phrase. Stressful. Seriously, <laughs> because, okay, it was, oh, this is going to sound so unprofessional. I probably shouldn't even say it. But there was back and forths with my start date. And so I didn't realize that day was my start date. Oh, really? Yeah. So I showed up late, first of all. And then it was, where did we shoot? It was like, what we shot town? in, we shot in, uh, like, like in, the, in Compton. Garden. That was in Compton. It was far. Yeah. Anyways, it was far. So I hit traffic. I got pulled over when I was driving there because, like, I almost ran a red. And this cop saw me, like, on the verge of tears because I was, like, stressed out. I was like, I'm already late. I don't know anybody. I look a mess. I was about to cry. He's like, just go. I was like, thank you. That's why the scene was so fucking good, though, is because you were stressed the fuck out. So stressed, but it worked out. When did when did you uh, get to read those lines before you before you got the part? Maybe three weeks before. So it wasn't much time. Like you you didn't get to really sit with it that no, long. No, right? because I think I don't know in terms of casting. I had to be one of the last people because it mm. was. I know the Simone. I mean, you guys have been rehearsing. Yeah. For a bit. But it was late, late, late. It's because of this guy I got it. So, oh, so Khalif was the one that that uh, that. Uh, yes. Oh, don't shake your that. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because Khalif is one who put me in touch with Justin. That's wild. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how that film kind of came together. Like everybody was just, it was like picking up the pieces for the parts for the film just happened to work out really, really fucking well. I mean, obviously like there was a, there was a huge auditioning process, but I think like when, when people filled the role correctly, it was just like, that's it. Like, we don't, together. yeah, we don't, we don't really have to think twice about it. There was another dude. Um, he was a dancer uh, from my area and you know, his, his role was very simple, but he killed it too. He was, he was the guy that was like the quote unquote studio producer. And he was, he was, kind, it's, it's funny when I look back at the film too, like I, Watching the film versus being in it was so different, you know? So like when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's right. I did shoot the part. <laughs> like, you know I mean? And I, you had a lot to do. So man, I was. I mean, at that point, probably blacking out scenes. It's just like I'm exhausted. Man, we had some fucking stressful ass fucking days, though, because there are. I wish they would have recorded some of the behind the scenes because yeah. Justin and I got into so many fucking fights on set. It was unreal. Like it was just stressful as about fuck. What? Just about everything, man. Just be it was because I mean, number one, it was already a stressful situation. And mind you, this was as micro budget as micro budget got. You you were you already yeah. knew. The house that you shot in was so fucking disgusting. They lived there. Yeah, there was people who actually lived they in that lived house. There. It was crazy. I was like, this is not our department. I know. They're like, who did the set? design is amazing this place looks like trash i was like there's actually human beings that live here you yeah. son of a bitch yeah but uh, there was this one time where i think like we were shooting for so long and we were so stressed out 
it was the scene where Justin and I were in um, the Justin and I were in the car. So he was directing the scene, but it was me and uh, Justin's dad. So Justin, Justin's dad and I were, we were kind of going back and forth on these lines. And Justin was so frustrated at me. I think it was because I was tired and we shot the scene before where we were on the roof screaming. Mm-hmm. So my voice was kind of out. So Justin was uh, directing the scene and he goes, Hey man, like you sound a little tired, like <laughs> perk up, perk up a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, Already him saying that made me pissed because I was tired. I hadn't slept in like two days. Motherfucker, I'm exhausted. So I'm fucking exhausted. And he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, you're acting the lines too much. Be a little more natural. And I'm like, dog, I'm going to fucking kill you. In front of his dad. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you, man. Like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I'm literally going to kill this guy. And he goes, and and as we're shooting, like he just cuts. He goes, yo, you're overacting right now. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Like, I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted. I was like, I've been away for two days just like you. So like, I'm literally yeah. screaming at this fool at the top of my fucking lungs. And then he's yelling at me back and we just kind of chill out a little bit. We shoot the scene and we're just standing next to each other in like the most guy way possible. He just looks over, he goes, my bad. I'm like, yeah, we good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta move on from it because it was so fucking tiring being on that film. You there killed was, it though, seriously. Oh, I, I it was such a blur. We don't even know if we killed it or not because no, I no, read no. the script so many times. We didn't. Mm. I didn't. Really you're too to, close to it. Yeah, too close to it. So you don't really know if it's a good performance or not. You, you know just, something? I don't. I don't know if you're like this, but anytime I get good feedback from people, I don't believe it. Really? I do not believe it because this is why I think I'm a really rational person, and I feel like. It's people's instinct to be like, oh, my God, you were so amazing. So I'm mm. like, I don't trust you. Do you do that to people, though? And when, when, let me ask I you do. Something. Exactly. So let me ask you something, right? Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm like one of your friends, right? I am your friend. But let's say I'm <laughs> one of your actor friends. <laughs> I show you something that you really hate, that you don't think is good at all, right? But this person put their heart and soul into it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna be that, and I want you to act it out right now. You're my friend. Like we're we're close. We've been, close. Fr- we've been friends for years. Damn. I'm, okay. Let's do All right. it. You just, got, you just got you just got done watching this shit. Okay. Amona, what did you think about it? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen you do better. Fuck you, you bitch. Are, wow. Okay. <laughs> I tried. I really and tried. Scene. No, there it is. If you're no. if I'm close to you, I'll tell you the truth. Sounds terrible. Right? That's good though. Most people won't because I don't even no, think I can do that. If you're the people you're close to, you don't trust really. That's kind of hard. Like, um, you don't trust Khalif. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, I, tr- I trust them, but it's like if if somebody put their heart and soul into it, it's hard to watch. Like, it's hard to watch him just crash and burn right in yeah. front of your face. Uh, you know, because yeah. I have seen stuff that my friends have showed me and I didn't really like it, but I was just what like, I, I just said the positive things that I enjoyed about it. Do you say it could be better? Not it could be better. Or I've seen better or you could definitely grow. Do you add something like that into it or no? I wonder because I don't know if people genuinely want, want to. Uh, right? Exactly. They ask yeah. for critique, but I don't think they actually want yeah, it. I right. Hear you. And. Especially actors, we're so sensitive. For sure, I'm like that too, though. <laughs> I am too. I'm like that too. But I'm skeptical of everybody. I literally don't believe it. I asked my sister, but she's not an actor, so I I, I trust that she'll be honest. But I'm like, mm. but see, when you ask people who aren't in your craft and they give you an opinion about stuff, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck do you know? Right? Why do I ask <laughs> Like, the fuck do you yeah, know, bitch? I feel you. Like you I don't know you. shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if it's somebody that I, it's weird because if it's somebody that I lightweight respect, I don't think I want to <laughs> hear too much shit from it. But if it's somebody I highly respect, then I want to hear all everything. The I feel you. Right? Because I think it's a balance of like, what is your position in life to have such a staunch opinion about this piece? <laughs> Because if I gave, let's say, if I had a film and then I showed, I don't know, like Scorsese, some shit. Actually, probably not even Scorsese. Like, uh, I don't know, like Pong Juno, right? He did Parasite. And he he gave me a list of stuff that I should correct. I would take that shit to heart. I would say thank you and I would fix all that stuff. Yeah. But if it was, I don't know, let's say my brother, right? I go, yo, what do you think is bad about this <laughs> film? And he gave me his critiques. I'll be like, thanks. And then I'll go behind his back and talk a lot of shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, dude. Talk a lot of shit on a podcast. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, guy. What the fuck do you know, Mr. <laughs> nurse? All right, it's not about science, bitch. How about that? You're a nurse. I, You're about well, to be a I'm nurse. Not, I'm, there we go. About to be. I'm in nursing school. So, so what... Just so, because we talked about this, what, 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 what's this whole thing from, from acting to nursing? What's, right? What, what I know. Here? It sounds like... Yeah. Um, so literally since I graduated college, my first degree, which has proven very useless, I <laughs> have been taking prereq classes for nursing school. So it's always been something, even before I jumped into acting full time, mm-hmm. 
Like, I've always been, like, doing it on the side, doing a class. Oh, my gosh. When we went to Sundance, I was taking an online class, and I stayed oh, up. Oh, really? Yes, I stayed up. I remember our first night, I had to, I don't know, if they write a paper or something. I stayed up till, like, 3 a.m. in my room, in that cabin, finishing up my paper. And then the next day, we went and did press and everything. How the hell did you do that? I have no fucking idea. I was exhausted. I I'm do still shit. exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't do shit? You do so much. Are you joking? <laughs> That's crazy that you... Yeah, but when you were at Sunday, I can't believe you wrote a paper. Yeah, like I remember exhausting. doing it in the airport. The so I've always been so doing exhausting. it. Like I, my, my oh feet my hurt. Oh my God, I was so mad at myself that day. So the morning of all the press was the day of the Women's March. And I remember I woke up early and I was like, I'm going to go out, you know, Women's March. I'll come back, get ready. And we're out and they're like, we're doing press. And I was like, fuck, I look like shit, but... Doing did, you, did you do the women's march that morning? Yeah, that's crazy. I know Eunice did the women's march. She was so upset at me that I didn't do it, but I was like, it was fucking, <laughs> it was a blizzard in the morning. Are you insane? The energy and there's so many people. You know, when there's so many people, you all suffer together. It's like it's not uh, so bad. Unless that energy was a heat dish, I was not coming out. Are you insane? <laughs> it, it was. When I say a blizzard, I'm not exaggerating. It wasn't. You are exaggerating. No, it was an actual blizzard that day, David. At nighttime, remember nighttime? But this was the morning. The so the blizzard happened and there was snow everywhere. It was cold as fuck. It wasn't that I bad. I think you were just hyped up about just like the whole emotional aspect <laughs> of it because it was cold as hell. We're from California. So, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. I remember that was my first time seeing actual snow falling. That's so beautiful. You never saw No, snow? I've been to Big Bear, which is like a, it's man made snow, it's fake snow. Well, not now. It's snowing over there right now. Well, when I went to Big Bear. Yeah. So I hadn't actually seen snow falling from the sky. So it was so magical to me. That's crazy. I, I hate the snow. Like <laughs> I, I enjoy the snow for what it is. Like It's fun. But then like I'm not going to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, maybe that's that. what it was. It was all the, <gasps> my childhood dreams. See, it's definitely, so. it's, see, it's definitely all that type of shit too. You know, I, I had a funny ass conversation with somebody recently about uh, just because we're talking about hype. So when Black Panther first dropped, I remember how much everybody enjoyed it, right? So mm -hmm. uh, Black Panther is on um, the Disney Plus, Plus channel, now, yeah. right? So <laughs> Disney Plus channel. <laughs> Disney Plus channel. I found all this fuck. Hey, this is Lizzie McGuire. The, <laughs> Disney Plus channel. The Disney Plus channel. I'm going to just do the fucking outline thing. But I saw Black Panther again recently. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as the first time. Really? I didn't, I didn't like it as much. Why? What? Let me not jump down your throat. Why? It's not that the film wasn't good. It just wasn't as good as I remembered. You think it was the hype? I think it was the hype that got me. Because it was just as good as, like, I think as an average, like, Marvel film. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't anything that made it, like, stand out. Like, in terms of, like, was it the acting? Was it the way that it was filmed or shot? There wasn't anything that really stuck out to me where I was like, oh, this. Because I remember watching it being like, that was the best Marvel film I've ever seen in my life. I saw Black Panther four times in theaters. I don't know what other movie I've seen four times in theaters. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think also, too. I mean, I watched that twice in theaters, too, and I enjoyed it both times. And then when I went to watch it again, I'm like, did I get caught up in the hype? Because I clearly remember me enjoying that film way more than uh, than I did the third time. But usually when I really like a film, if, no matter how many times I watch it, I enjoy it. Because, like, just the other day I watched Step Brothers, and I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I've never finished that movie. What? I know. I'd watch it on TV and then change the channel and then come back and then I missed a bunch and then... Yeah, you never liked, but did you like it? Though? I liked it. I just never finished it. How could you f not finish it? It's All so right. fucking funny. I changed the channel, and then you know, you why would you change the MTV? fucking channel? Because they go on breaks. This is when I lived at home. I had cable. You didn't. They show it. On, like, well, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix now, so you could watch that shit. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Wakanda Forever. I haven't seen it recently, <laughs> but no, I'm sorry. How could you say that? You should hate the film. <laughs> I should hate. I don't know. You know what? I won't be petty, but. Tell 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 everybody about that experience because that shit was one of the most traumatizing things I ever. Yo, in this my is life. why acting is literally the most stressful job I've ever done in my life. I say it's the hardest job I've ever done in my life, ever, and I've had a lot of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, you gotta start have a blog the post about this, guys. This we well, read the blog post, but you gotta tell com. people about your whole experience just because of how close. Actually, you. I don't you, even know. At the end of the day, how who knows how close I was? Right? Maybe it wasn't even. Mm, I don't know. I think you. <laughs> I don't know. Man, isn't it crazy just how different everybody's like one thing can change your life like that? Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyways, here's the story. So it all started in my acting class. Um, our teacher told us to do a monologue and I couldn't find anything I liked. So I wrote a dang monologue and I wrote a monologue for the character Shuri. Like I just made up my own monologue. 
And I was like, okay, did it in class, loved it, killed it. I was like, this is me, this role fits. Like, I love this girl. Performed it, it was great. Three months later, I get an audition. And they didn't call it Black Panther, of course. I don't know what they called it. I was like, this sounds like Marvel. Mm. This sounds, and then one of the characters was Tony. I was like, this is fucking Marvel. Yeah. And even the casting office. So I go in, I'm like, I put a lot of effort into it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, the universe is playing chess with me. You know, I made a move and the universe is like, yeah, let's tangle. So I have my audition. First audition, I'm like, you did a good job. They call me back. As soon as they did the callback, they already emailed my manager asking for my availability. They were like, is she available these dates? I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Second audition goes well. They call me back again. Third one was with Kugler and another producer. I don't remember his name. And I remember waiting for to go in the room and hearing them listen to tapes of other people. I was like, holy fucking shit. You're auditioning for Black Panther. You wrote a monologue for this. I was like, this is going to make the best story on Jimmy Kimmel. Like imagining what I'm going to wear to the freaking premiere. Obviously didn't happen because here I am. But... <laughs> You're like the shitty fucking podcast. <laughs> so clearly it didn't happen. I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. I'm on fucking David Sills podcast. You know what? Fuck this. I'm, ha- I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But it was a good, <laughs> it was a good learning lesson though. I feel like it was good for me to be like acting does not give a fuck about you and not in a bad way but just don't get caught up and always be grounded in your own self and have your own shit in your own core before you let the flu flu because you actually because you because you you technically booked it right like that was like almost like this i guess so i was like I, i don't i never got a she's booked or she's pinned or whatever no 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 it was just the amount of auditions and the and then something went for a them. bigger name and you know what at first i was salty i was like damn i was really invested that's mm. my fault y'all didn't tell me to be invested but then after watching it she killed it letitia Wright, shout out she fucking killed it and i was like how can i hate you yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate the person. I would just hate life in general. That's how I am, though. That's how I. That's how I heal my wounds. I heal with uh, salt. I just fucking just sprinkle a little salt. Alcohol in my wounds. too, or no? That's a little, just a little bit. I just kind of just salt and a little bit of alcohol. Lime, like tequila, in that tequila there we go. That's crazy though, because yeah. like that film did so well. It did so well. It did so fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been. The salt. You wouldn't be in nursing school right now. You. I wouldn't be in nursing school right now, right? And just thinking about, you know what you did? You did what I did when that fucking, was it that, that billion dollar lottery came out? You know when that huge lottery shit came out and everybody was buying this. lotto tickets? No. It was it was like a ridiculous amount. When? It might have been half a billion dollars. But it was like 500 million. I think like two people in Chino Hills won, <laughs> right? But this is what I did. When that shit came out, me and my friends, we all um, pulled a shit ton, of, not a shit ton of money, like a few hundred bucks together. We bought a bunch of lotto tickets, right? Wow. I had already figured out what my life was <laughs> before I even won as if I was just going to win the lottery. Oh, you already planned. You already I made plan, I planned my whole life. Look at you. I planned my whole life. I was going to delete this fucking channel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to delete this channel. Uh, I was going to put out a YouTube video that said, fuck everything. <laughs> fuck all this shit. Fuck all my subscribers. No, I'm kidding. No, but I, 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 I am kidding. I'm completely I'm joking, kidding. I still would have continued YouTube. I just would have demonetized everything. And, and you would have had more fun with it, right? It would have just been the craziest fucking videos everybody would have seen. Oh my God. The, cra- the most offensive shit. <laughs> I would be dropping the N word. No, I'm kidding. I'd be saying everything, dude. I'd be going back to Sacramento, David. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be saying, they're like, what are you oh going to do? Take God. my money away, bitch? I don't think so. I'm a fucking half a billionaire. Suck my Ooh. nuts. But After taxes? I, doesn't matter. <laughs> I could I could live off a solid thirty million for the rest of my solid life. That's, that's 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 good. That's generational money right uh, there. I should play the lottery. I never play. I mean, the the chances of winning is what, next to none. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, from Seattle, his mom owned a gas station slash liquor store. Mm-hmm. Uh, his whole life, he said there have there are customers who come in that he's seen since he was a kid that have been doing the lotto for the past thirty years and they still do it. Till this day, and they still haven't won. It's probably just tradition at that point. You think they're really trying to win? I guess, but that money, like if you if you're trying to win big money, you you spend a hefty amount. Really? Yeah, it's it's a lot more expensive. I forget how much it is, but it's not like a dollar. I thought I could just do a dollar. Yeah. Nah, it's not. (laughs) It's it's it gets it it racks up a little bit. Fuck. I I really planned out my whole life, man. Like I just I. What would you do? Ooh, tell me your budget. 
Yeah, you're half a million, not half a million. Half oh, a first billion. off, dude, I I'm throwing away my kitchen because I ain't never you cooking ever again. <laughs> oh you know what I'm saying? Like I'm fucking people making me food. Number two, after being a judge, <laughs> you don't want to. Hold on a second, that's a different thing though. <laughs> I would hire a chef, and then we are conversations about food. Number two, I would have an in-house masseuse giving me a massage every fucking day for the rest of my life. Are you in pain or something? No. I don't give a fuck. I have millions of dollars. So I have I have a in I have a masseuse. I'll have a bunch of dogs because I'm not gonna clean up the poop. You say dogs? Dogs. Okay. Because I'm not gonna clean up the poop. So you're gonna hire clean. somebody to come. Yep, clean somebody up else is gonna clean up the poop. I'm definitely gonna get a house for sure. Ooh. Other than that, I'll be traveling all the time. I won't yeah. be at home. I won't even be at home. Oh, I'll retire my parents too, by the way. I, that's that's <laughs> the my parents matter. I forgot this is on. Yeah, my parents, I'll 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 retire them and shit. But I just I just would do the same thing that I'm doing now. I just wouldn't worry. You know what I'm saying? Because I am I, I do have this thing in the back of my mind that everything that I've earned up until this point will be taken away from me. Why do you feel that way? I think because I grew up so broke. Like that's that that was that was the uh the status quo. It was like being broke. So I think if you I think for me because I grew up so poor, that's always in the back of my head that that could always happen again. Um. So it's like I, like I never really spend money like that. I know a lot of people who mm. have made a lot of money. I know mm. they spent a lot of it and they don't have a lot now. Like I know people now who um I see what they have. Like it's like number one, I know how much you make because we're in the same business. I know what you do. I know for a fact that you shouldn't be walking around with a fucking LV backpack and also the shit and a rollie on your wrist. Because for a fact, you don't have that money in your bank account. Yeah. You know? Okay. Interesting. You're making me think of something. You said you have this fear of it being taken away, yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... Are you afraid of that happening? For sure. I, that's That's like a perpetual fear that I always live with because... I don't know. I think it's because also the industry that I'm in, it's 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 so unstable. Yeah, maybe it's not even the industry that's unstable. It's my feelings that are unstable mm-hmm. about it, right? So if I was in it to win it, and it didn't really matter how long it was going to take, and I was kind of uh, married to the fact that there's a high chance that I could be poor as long as I love doing this art, yeah, then then yeah, I don't think it would bother me as much. But the the thing that really bothers me on the back of my mind is the fact that my parents are still working. You know, that I'm going to get married. I might have a kid and all this stuff bothers me. And I think when it comes to creativity, when you have these responsibilities, it does, it does kind of like take away from it. Some people say it's my motivation, right? It's like, it's my motivation. If I have a kid, I have all these responsibilities. It makes me want to work harder so they don't have to worry. For me, it's the opposite. It's like, I also want to be a family guy. So it's like, you know, if I'm an actor, I'm always on call and I'm away. How can I be a really great father? I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. It's like, I if you know they're like I'm an actor, I'm around for my kids. It's like, are you really though? Like you're you're not as available as other people are. You take them with you. I guess, but I don't even want to take my kids with me. Fuck them. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, <laughs> no. I want them to have a stable life too, though. I yeah, want them I to know. You. I want them to know what it's like to stay at a certain place, develop relationships, and have friends, have lifelong friends. Because that's so important. Okay, so you probably I think you know this. I was born in Nigeria, moved here when I was twelve. Yeah. And the reason I kept asking about, are you afraid of blah, blah, blah? Growing up, my, so my parents moved to the States first before me and my sister came here. So we were raised by aunts, grandparents. My grandma was balling, like rich, rich, rich. So I never felt broke Mm. growing up. I was like, this is life. It's good. And then I moved to the States. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Y'all ain't rich. So it's like one bedroom apartment with my mom and my sister, you know? And so I think seeing both sides of it has given me this weird, maybe not weird, but it's given me this different view where I feel like I've seen, I've lived in both situations and I don't feel afraid of losing. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't have that much to lose too, but it's like, I'm like, I know I'll be fine in both situations. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, huh? I guess like for me, it's not so much a matter of feeling fine or okay. I think it's just a matter of, I I know what life is like when you don't have money and how much stress it brings. Mm -hmm. That that is something that is just a fact of life. Especially when you have to take care of other people too, or worry about other people. My, My dad 
and my mom fought so much when their business wasn't doing well. And I could see that now as a, as a young person. I mean, as an, as an older person, but as a young person, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see why they would fight over the dumbest shit. It's because they're always afraid that, number one, are we going to pay our bills on time? Is is our house going to be taken away? Can we pay these credit card bills? Can we yeah. pay the – can we pay, keep the lights on at the house, at the store? Can my kids go on these field trips? Can they do all this stuff? So – and I see it in my own life too. Like when I – when – when I was kind of volatile in my career and I didn't know where to go, Mariel and I got into a lot of fights and it was because I was unstable. I was so emotionally unstable and anything that she would do, it wasn't a big deal, but I would get upset. And that actually allowed me to empathize with my parents a little more. It's like, now I know why they yeah. were so they would fight so much when we were younger. And then when we started going into like lower middle class, which isn't that great itself, it's like, oh, they fight a little less because now they're not worried about, you know, is my are my two kids going to have a meal the next day? So that's the that's the fear yeah. that I have is like the stress that money brings. And even even friends now who decide to go into a career, they make their last minute career choices or career flips. And um, they're like, yeah, I, I appreciate the art and it's, it's great. I'm doing what I love. But then they figure out like, oh, I can't do a lot of the things I want because I don't have money. It's like that's that's what money does for you it actually gives you freedom it gives you options it gives you choices and that's the thing that i'm afraid is going to be taken away now mind you i don't really live that lavishly but i do understand like the power that money has right? yeah what is it what did ariana grande say in seven rings Ar ariana grande yeah she said those people who say money can't solve problems don't have enough money that's very Something true, like though. That. <laughs> that is true. Yo, man, some people say that shit, though, and it fucking makes me mad. It's like, you rich bitch. You shut the fuck up. They're like, I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, it's like money. Everybody who has money says the same shit. They go, money doesn't buy you happiness. Buy happiness. It makes you a little happier, though. Yeah. It, it gives you a, like, I understand what people mean. Like, money is not the physical things, right? And it's true, but it's. I want they're, they're, they're coming from a point of privilege. I want to hear that from a fucking North Korean military survivor. I want I want this guy to be like, money doesn't make you happy at all. Or I want him to hear, I want him to say that with a gun to the back of his head. But I don't want to hear that shit from somebody who has money and things are popping. It's like it's easy yeah. for you to say that because shit's popping off for you, man. Like things are really, really good for you. That's why I also want people to be careful too. Sometimes when I hear like these YouTubers, like they come on and they're they're trying to give the sage ass wisdom advice about money and being happy. It's like you're a millionaire. People, pe you can't relate to these people. It's like you were a millionaire when you were 14 years yeah. old and you want to tell, you want to teach people how to deal with their anxiety and their problems. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like sit down. Like you don't know shit. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Because I give you $50 million right now. I'll be the happiest person on earth. And, you will be. And everybody's getting a car. I'll be like a fucking okay, Oprah. Oprah. I'll, be, I'll be like Oprah and I'll pay the taxes on the fucking car too. She pays taxes on the cars? I didn't know that. She doesn't. Oh. So when you get the car, you don't you have to pay the taxes on it though. It's like when they give you a house and then Exactly. So you still gotta pay the taxes on it. Okay, but this is the thing. So all your problems right now gone, right? Or some of mm -hmm. oh, okay. Problems gone. In two years, you're still gonna have problems. Oh, I won't. You know why? Why? Because money fixes all of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. The funny thing is, I I, I know that I, I will never be alive long enough to do everything that I want to do. So if I do have that financial freedom, like number one, I'll be helping out a shit ton of people. Yeah. That's the first thing right off the bat. I joke about a lot of things, but I, I because I know uh, how much money can help people, I already know how much great I want to do with it, right? Yeah. Whether it's like charity work or something else, but I'll, I'll I'll definitely devote my life to helping other people because if I received like this odd amount of money for no fucking reason to no work of my own, I'm definitely going to pay that forward. I don't need fucking $500 million to live, but I know other people who do need that money. So like, definitely I'd probably do that Bill Gates thing where he's going to give up all of his all of his wealth by the time he dies. The thing is, his kids are fine. Look at the life they've been living, the schooling they've got. Like they're chilling. They don't need a freaking fortune i heard i heard that when he somebody i forgot somebody calculated it out but they were like somebody said that oh like bill gates is gonna snub his kid because he's only giving them a percent and i'm like do you know what a percent of a gajillion dollars is god a gajillion yeah dollars. it's it's still like I, I forgot what the sum of money was it's i mean obscene. i'm just gonna say an obscene amount but it was like i don't know he was gonna give his kid like 150 million it's oh, like it's i'm <laughs> so sad my father know, yeah, it was like a percent or like a it's half ridiculous. a percent. So I, I don't think people realize how wealthy Bill Gates is, but he's going to give up a majority of his wealth. But after he passed, I think his kids are going to get a percent, which is like a gajillion dollars. They're chilling. They're chilling. So, so they're pretty much chilling. Yeah, if I won the lottery, I'm not telling anybody. 
Oh, I tell people. <laughs> I'm not telling I, anybody. I tell people I hate. They're going to come. No, because then everybody's going to start asking you. That's, but I have bodyguards because I'm rich. I would have them. David. I would, I would have them murdered in a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. That this is what else I would do with my money. <laughs> really quickly. But I hate these people. They don't need to be alive. I know, but still, everybody's, oh, I can imagine people I haven't talked to in years. They're like, hey. I'm like, no, I don't want anybody to know. That wouldn't even stress me out, though. Like Why? if people I haven't talked to in years, like, yo, man, I'm going through financial problems. It's like, I heard. That sucks. <laughs> no, you should have been a lot more responsible with your money. It'll stress me out. I'm thinking about like family members who I haven't spoken to forever. You know what? Maybe it wouldn't, it would stress me out, but then I'll be like, Oh, I would love to tell them to fuck themselves. Like, I would love that shit. I would love for people to come out the woodwork and be like, you know what? Hey, David, like, remember when I spotted you that five? That's cool. Let me give you that five back, dog. And I'll give with it to interest. you. Yeah, with interest. I'll give it to you in pennies, homie. Don't even worry about that shit. Like, I love that because no. there are people I know who who, who I'm going to give the money to. And then everybody else is like, I'm going to give the charity because these people are way worse off than, than you, you are. So. You yeah. have your problems. I get it. But if we don't have a relationship like that, you're not getting any of this fucking money. I'm going to give it to other people who I don't have a relationship, who aren't asking who need it but more who actually you. need it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that shit. That's like, that's like back in the day when people told me like, because I always, I always drove an SUV and Why? they said, don't, don't have an SUV because everybody's going to ask you to move things. I was like, you're right. But I can also just say, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and I never had a problem with that shit. No. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, I got to move stuff this weekend. That's cool. Hey, Sorry, let me bro. give you the number to U-Haul, bro. They got trucks. Like, the fuck? I need to be more like you. I think the older I'm getting, the more I am. It's like... Oh, it gets easier. Ugh. It's so easy to say no now because I don't care. Because I have, I know, like, the important people in my life. It's like even now when I have this, uh, I have this wedding coming up, right? And um, there are people who assume that they're Your coming wedding? to my wedding. Okay. Oh, said people. this wedding. Yeah, this, this <laughs> wedding that's coming up. It's my wedding. <laughs> There, it's so funny when people assume that they're coming to my wedding. It's the most hilarious oh, fucking awkward. thing. They go like, yo, man, I can't wait for your wedding. I was like, I know those pictures are going to be dope when you see it, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do you address it in the moment right there? Yeah, like, just like that. Because I respect that. Well, because I'm. A, I, that's how I joke either way. So they kind of get it. But it's weird that it's like, why am I going to pay like a hundred something bucks for your fucking meal? I don't yeah. even know you like that, bro. And even if we're like decent friends, decent friends don't get invited to the wedding, to your wedding. because it costs money. Right. And I hate weddings. I fucking hate weddings. Are you I having hate, a big wedding? I hate big weddings. I'm not going to have a big I'm going to have a smallest wedding. I hate getting invited to weddings. I hate dressing up to weddings. I hate all that shit. It's a waste of money to me. And it's a waste of time. Because I can't imagine spending. It's hard for me, just morally speaking, just to spend $50,000 on myself. To, for what? It's not just on you, though, right? It's like for the families, essentially. Man, fuck them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> just elope. Like, well, my mom suggested that. She goes, why don't you just go to the courthouse, which I would love to do. But I think, you know, I think about both families at this point. But uh, Mariel and I just had a conversation where I, I told her she was so stressed out about this whole wedding situation. And I was like, you know what? You just set a number of people that you want at the wedding, right? If it's 50 people, 25 people, 10, you let me know. Yeah. And then I'll work that number out. And if people get hurt that they're not invited to this wedding. That's a personal I, problem. That's a personal. Exactly. That's your issue, dude. This is my fucking day. Right, and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to invite you to my wedding." No Thank thing. you. <laughs> you already Thank hate them. <laughs> you, I appreciate that. There are people who make it. A, have you ever been in that situation where I don't know where there's a friend, and I guess like it's like a loose friend, like you're not even that close to them, and they'll be like talking about their wedding plans, like, "Yo, I would have invited you." It's like I never said I wanted to go, bitch. I haven't experienced that. I, it's happened a couple of times. I'm like, "Yo, man, like I really would like you to go." I'm like. Dog, I, I don't even it's want okay. to go. Like my friend's getting married this year. She's like the first one of our group. Oh shit. April. See, it's exciting when it's the first one. But after you go to about 30, 40, well, like I don't done. have that many friends. Oh. oh, I got a lot of fucking friends. <laughs> apparently, I apparently have a lot of friends. It's Look like at that. they're like, yo, I would love for you. I got Do invited. They ask you to give speeches too. Uh yes, and I say no. They're fucking dumb. It's like, why would I give us I have I barely know you, bitch. <laughs> And plus, I'm the last. I know person. you're a great orator. Yeah, but you don't want somebody like me to do it unless it's going to be a funny wedding, because there's families there. True. Right, and I'll I'll do like a whole stand up comedy bit, and it'll be really funny. But at the same time, it's like I, I mean, I've married a lot of my close friends. You can marry people. Yeah, I mean, you, what do it, they call it? You're. Uh, you could get it too. You just go online and just fucking order it. It's it's that simple. <laughs> you could become an ordained minister online there in about five seconds. It's like. I think it costs like $5 or some what? shit. Yeah. So I want to do this. You should. Like if, I think a lot of people, because they're not, uh, 
they're not hyper religious. They don't want the traditional like Christian or Catholic wedding that they just need to get ordained. So they need somebody who is ordained to actually sign off on it. You just go online, get your license or whatever in like five, five bucks and in five minutes and then you get it and you're done. Nice. It's crazy. You oh I can see you marrying people I feel like that'd be so fun. So I married uh, my really close friends Barton Gio, uh, Casey and Tiff, and I also married my buddy Tim and Chia, and then uh, I married three <laughs> Tim other. Tim and Chia sound like a drink. <laughs> Tim and Chia, <laughs> yeah. So I married them as well too. It was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. You you enjoy it. I mean, it's it's pretty fun if you really care about the person. Yeah. It's it's easy because you already have a backstory. So the weird part is when people ask me to marry them and I don't really don't know fucking them. know them. It's like I'm not. I don't have any cute stories about you i don't i want to get to know you to tell these stories it's like you do so many things i don't know <laughs> you do i'm thinking about what we were talking about before and then like with all the businesses and then you're freaking a minister what yeah i i, I was a youth minister for a couple years before i i started doing all this stuff so my my, my dad's a pastor Oh, I didn't know that. And then he started up a church in Sacramento. And while he was there, I was a Bible study teacher. And as, <laughs> which is so funny that I say it now because nobody would ever believe me. But I was a Bible <laughs> study teacher then. And then from then on, they they kind of lost their youth minister and they couldn't find one. So during that time, uh, I was going to go to seminary school and become an interim. So I was like an interim pastor. So I was in in between going to seminary school at Yo, the time. Oh, it's like David in the other world. Yeah. So I, I wanted to do it and I did it for about, I think like a year and a half, maybe almost a couple years. And uh, at the end of the day, I found that I fucking hated kids. So <laughs> you that long. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what, kids? Fuck you. Fuck you, man. You know what? God loves you, but I barely I do. I barely do. Like I love kids. That's so funny. There was a few kids that I really liked, but it was just hard dealing with some of these personalities. And I think like the very difficult part about being a religious leader is that I, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a real, which is so, I think the irony is in there because a lot of, um, I found out through other pastors that the suicide rate for, for new ministers is really high. Because of the stress level, which is so funny because religiously speaking, like suicide is is a sin, it's a mortal sin. Like you don't go to heaven if you do that, but it's because of the stress level is so fucking high. I'm going to sound very naive, but what are they stressed about? Well, number one, when you're, when you're a pastor, you're, you're, you're not just giving sermons, right? So it's like you are also highly involved in the community. Number two, if anything goes wrong in the church, it's your fault. Uh, If anything goes right, it's all glory to God. So, oh shit, you got no credit. <laughs> so it's, you're literally a servant of God. And you know, that that in itself is a very beautiful thing. And I think this is for for a lot of youth ministers who are, are a little more, not just youth ministers, just ministers who are a lot more traditional. There's a lot of other ministries now where you see like these rock star pastors, which is very odd to me just because some of these rock star pastors, they have seven figure incomes, which is, I don't, I, I Morally speaking, that doesn't fucking make sense to me because there's people in your congregation that can't eat. that are barely getting by, yeah. and then you're walking out with the fucking Escalade and shit like that. Like I, I don't, I don't really fucking subscribe to that bullshit. So there's 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 that part of it too, where unless you're in that type of realm where you're doing it for glory to yourself, there's a lot of stress involved in it. And so a, a lot of like youth ministers, I think they they need a lot of therapy and they need a lot of love Damn. because they're so used to giving. That's all youth ministers do. They give to their congregation, they give to their flock, their sheep or whatever, and they keep giving, 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 giving. But they're but what do they get to take? That makes sense. It's true. Who does the pastor go to talk to? Exactly. Their mentor pastor. Who does that person go to talk to? God. Exactly. And then God, you know, you're talking to God and then God's like not saying anything. And it's like, damn, you mad silent right now, bro. <laughs> That's funny. I used to get fucking stressed out. Like I remember just listening to some of the bullshit that some of these youth kids would go through. And it's it's understandable because they're young, right? But then I have to be built to be dealing with this every day for the rest of my life. And that was the hard part. Like I had to deal with some of these kids who were these rich, spoiled kids talking about their fucking problems about them being addicted to Oxycontin and shit. It's like, like there was this one kid. Kid is hot trash. He's probably a good adult now, but then- (laughs) Uh, just if you're ever, if you just happen to come by this podcast, kid, you were trash then. And you, if you're still like that now, you're fucking hot trash now. Ooh. God barely loves you. Ooh. So he to the jugular. He was addicted to oxycontin, which number one is a rich, for, rich fucking kids drug, right? Uh, he decided to steal from his parents, money wise and stuff, just so he could Fun buy more pills, problem. right? And then he robbed his cousin's house so he could buy some more shit. 
for his drug problems again. And then his parents, because he was going through all these lawyer fees because he was getting into big fucking trouble with all the like the narcotics and drugs and shit like that, his parents had to hire a bunch of lawyers to keep him out of jail and his parents were going bankrupt. Jesus Christ. For for doing and I had to deal with this shit and he's like, Tom, oh, I got problems. Like, bitch, that's a problem you brought on yourself, yeah. bitch. Like, don't talk. And I was like the poorest person in that church because I was like the minister, but these was all rich kids. So it's like, I don't give a fuck about your problems. And everybody's coming to you with their problems. Yeah, Damn. it's like, I got what? problems. It's like, you, you're you rich. Like, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> Money solves everything. Right? Look at that. I know, I know, everybody has problems. I'm not I'm not trying not to be empathetic, but it's like, you know, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. You know, it's like, these are problems that you brought into yourself. Nobody told you how to take Oxycontin, you dumb fuck. Look at what you learn. I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. I'd, I've I've definitely had this thing where I've, I, I like to try anything and everything possible. Try it twice. One of my, I had a boss who was like, every time you try something new, try it twice. Yeah, well, I don't know. First I did youth ministry to... for two years. I think that's, <laughs> that's, I think that's twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I was a TA for fourth grade. Oh, how I was that? I loved that job. I was like, really? this is what it's like to wake up and enjoy going to work. You never I had like weird situations though? Like, job. like with kids? I feel like elementary school problems are kind of hard because you're a lot more involved in these kids' lives. I never felt had anything that made me feel like, oh, shit. I don't know. My class is also amazing, though. Oh, really? They were freaking amazing. So you, you definitely weren't in the hood. Maybe then. I was spoiled. <laughs> I was not in the valley. <laughs> Some of these kids are fun. You see that video clip of that one kid? Are they beating up a substitute or something? <laughs> no, this kid, this, they were all doing an activity. And this this one little badass kid, it's not funny, but it's funny. Because I got mad, but I was laughing my ass off. Enabler. But he was, but he was like, fuck you, bitch. Who? You don't remember that? You no. Have you seen that shit? It's this little kid. And then he goes, she goes, hey, hey. Hey, hey, watch your language, right? He goes, fuck you, no. Whoa. Nah, I didn't have to do with that. Yeah, so that's 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 the type of shit that this I This is see. something I like about myself, though. I think I'm a very nice person, but I can be very firm and stern. And so, mm. like, I will not take your bullshit. I, I can be that person. So I think at least my experience with kids, even in high school, I did this thing called, I already forgot what it's called, but every lunch break our senior year, we'd go and teach art to, like, kids. And I remember my partner, she could never get a grip on them. They were always like just being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And like the energy I'm going to take into that room is like, I am not here to fucking play games. Yeah. And so, I don't know. My experience has been good. Also, you had that fucking. That is that, that African look. You say, that- <laughs> excuse me. No, exactly. So, you just trying to handle these motherfucking I was like, kids. No, 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 no. I did not leave Nigeria for this. <laughs> So, yeah. Yo, my friend, my so my best friend, he's a uh, he's Rwandan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Gabo. His dad used to his dad would tell me the most mortifying fucking stories about his childhood because that's the funny thing. Like when you have a parent who's an immigrant, you, you're just never allowed to complain because no matter what you go through, they they've always went through things way harder. So this, I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Only reason why, and I'm not trying to say that Gabo's dad is lying. Uh-huh. But these parents are like, I walked 20 miles Yo. to carry water. It's like, bro, Yo. you went to school in London. Like, <laughs> well, that's, no. the, that, that's the fucking funny shit. Like you start to realize like sometimes like I know they probably went through some tough shit, yeah. but they're definitely adding a little so sauce much, on that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, like this fool would talk about like, David, I used to get my feet beat every day. I'm like, why would you get your feet what? beat? Why? Why, right? He was like, they would take me on the floor and they would no. hit my feet until it bled. And then, like, you see his mom just rolling her eyes. Like, <laughs> exactly. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like, he would he tell me this. these, like, funny ass fucking stories about him. Like, that, that, that 20 mile walk shit, every parent, every immigrant, no matter if you're African, yeah. Korean, it doesn't matter. My it's dad, like, my dad would talk about, he said that he used to have to, like, hike up a mountain just to get some water. I'm like, <laughs> like, there wasn't convenience stores and faucets where you were, bitch. Why do you have to go up this mountain? This non existent mountain. <laughs> So it's a little hill. This like he was like, I had to go to a mountain to uh-huh. get a water to sure. fill up the little instant noodle cup just so I could eat every day. It's like shut up. I want to meet your dad. Like, he would say the crazy. He's like, I had a donkey. It's like, where's this donkey, donkey coming? And I would take a donkey on my back because I felt bad for the donkey. And I'm just like, this right is now. Rand- my no. grandma. This is actually, I think it's true. I feel like my parents and grandparent my family's kind of eclectic mm-hmm. like the offbeat africans but my grandma said she had a pet goat when she was <laughs> young and people in the village are like you should kill that goat and eat it and she's like no no this is my goat <laughs> just telling these like crazy stories man it's like oh my gosh she told me that recently i was like you had a goat he's like she had a goat 
I, I might believe that shit though. <laughs> I actually believe For sure that. they had to go. Well, Gabo told me because I was supposed to go to Rwanda with him, um, but this is like during the time that I really popped off on YouTube. And so I, I had to, I couldn't. He said, new phone, who this? <laughs> yeah. So I, I ignored him. I was like, fuck you, guy. No, I just couldn't. I had to make a choice. It's like, well, I can go on vacation for three weeks or I could just start hitting these videos. And during this time, like, it's not like life vlogging was popular. It was these comedy videos that were really helping my career. So I had to make a choice and not go. But this fool told me, like, he was like, dude, when I was there, like, they had me eat goat every fucking day. He said he was so sick of fucking goat. And it was to the point, like, he said that he would, he ate some of this goat. And he's like, when he was in the more rural areas, like when they cook, kill a fucking goat for you, it, yeah. it, it means some shit. Yeah. But then he was like, dog, this goat was so chewy. I had, oh! a, I had to eat this chewy ass goat and, I couldn't, and he couldn't spit it out because he didn't want to be disrespectful. disrespectful. So he had to eat the sorry ass goat. But he said he drank, he drank a lot of Fanta and ate a bunch of goat. That's all he did. He said like Fanta is like the shit in Africa. He was like, everybody either drinks Fanta or water. Or Coke. Coke or water or some shit like that. He goes, that's really about it. But he said that soda was cheaper out there than it was for water or wherever he was at. Isn't that so problematic? Isn't that crazy? It's wild that that Fanta is like the shit. Or it's like Fanta or beer. I'm sorry, not water. Fanta or beer. So it's like, it's not even water or beer. That's crazy. Fanta. Oh my, that's... (sighs) Isn't that fucking wild? That's so problematic to me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's even in Korea. Uh, I heard. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but people said like in certain parts, like soju, like the liquor is cheaper than a bottle of water. So like people, isn't that fucking insane? What company was it? Was it Nestle? I hope I'm not lying. Was it say libel if I say shit that's not real? I think it was. I, Nestle. I say libelous shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the whole um, yo, my brain is not working. Ah, oh, the water. Let's come back to this. Nestle and water? They own like Nestle what? being a fuck boy with the whole Flint thing. There we go. Oh. Um, yeah. So, man, I'm telling this story so badly. But apparently Flint or Michigan or wherever, the government there has a deal with Nestle. And then Nestle started charging people for water after X amount of really? time had passed. And it's like, you're not even giving us like access to drinkable water and you're charging us for water now is that flint water thing still an issue right now yeah i mean they don't trust the people there don't trust the government and how why am i supposed to trust you how come they don't have water what's the what's the issue it's not that they have water but the pipes so they didn't either update the pipes or they didn't take care to filter the water that is going to the people and so it had really high concentrations of like contaminants and stuff yeah yeah, and it's like you are literally killing your population. That's crazy because we're we're the most like, I guess like technology technologically advanced, right? or just we're supposed to be first like world. the shining yeah. light first world, and yeah. we, we can't even get water to people. It's ridiculous. And then think about it; it's kind of like Flint, New Orleans. What's in common? Black people. Let's be honest. Because yeah. if there's a whole bunch of white people there, you think that would have happened? Like mm. what? Yo, did you hear about the uh, whole issue with? Um, so Target has this brand called the Honey Pot. I saw that. Did you see that? I didn't shit? read the article. I saw the heading today, but okay. So, more on so it. I'm 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 forgetting her name, but actually, let me look that up because I want to give her some fucking credit. But Honey Pot is a is a brand of like feminine care products, right? And is and is uh, black owned, specifically black female owned, right? Um, her name is Beatrice Dixon, which is the most non black name I've ever heard in my life. That sounds like an old white lady. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Beatrice Beatrice Dixie. Sounds like a 1920s old white lady. That's fucking crazy. But she started up this this feminine care line, right? And it does super well at Target. Like people fucking love it. Rave reviews. But she did a video where she said, um, let's see. Let me look it up. But it was something along the lines. And it was, by the way, number one, it was harmless and it doesn't mean anything. But you know how when you say something, people like to twist it. But she says that. You know, one of the she she really appreciated that Target picked up her brand because it's great that they could, like young black women can see that you can have a successful business, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's great for young black women to see, and so for some reason, a bunch of white people took that as, oh, I don't want to support this racist product because it's apparently it's only for black people. It's like, yo, bitch, that's not what she fucking said. Like people, this is the the all lives matter crowd. <laughs> probably it is. It's it's such a it was so. 
And, you know, at first, you know, sometimes like media likes to exaggerate things, right? But then people were giving cited examples of these reviews. And um, apparently like her product originally on Target had, I, they, they fixed the issue now. Like it's all five stars now. So before it had five stars, but after people were upset about it, they put, they were giving it one star reviews saying so that her- brought down her average? Yeah, her comments were super racist, that it was, it was very unnecessary or some shit like that. People were really offended. And then her, I think it went down like two stars or some shit like that. But it was, it was so ridiculous. I'm like, how did you take that as that? How is that an attack on you? How is that racist too? Exactly. Okay, that's that's its own topic. Yeah. If you want to unpack what even racism means, but it's like literally saying I want to uplift my community means I'm racist, bruh. Yeah, because I I I genuinely feel. Let's say if that was like I don't know, like an Asian or Mexican person, and they said that like I created this because I want my kids to know, or you know, like young Asian women to know that you know you could have a business. I don't think anybody would have been like, "Yo, this is a racist product because they only want to put it to Asian people." I don't think that would have been the case. I really don't, because that's a very odd. That's a very odd takeaway from that statement. You know, this climate, the political climate even though it feels like a regression in some ways has been good because it's kind of just opened the screen on everybody that you think was, you know, we're in this like kumbaya post Obama, like Mm -hmm. society. It's like, no, the fact that that's happening in this day and age, like it's like, what? But I love that the end of that story, the article I saw at least was that her sales went. It went all the way up. Yeah. Cause it was a few, I think cause what happens is it's like a few annoying loud people don't represent a majority of the community. Right. Cause you know, if people have like a certain, I, I feel like what happened was, is that they bought this product and they didn't know that a black woman was, running the company but that's so how how is it that you find out and you are so heated by that it's like i refuse they just took the tampon right, right out the pussy just started swinging that shit around and threw it out a fucking window i don't give a fuck what's her name beatrice dixon beatrice dixon that's probably why they thought she was that's white why they thought. that's so that, true i knew it it's because of her name they David. thought she was i just fucking unpacked the mystery right now oh right my before. god you should be a detective i should dude they this heard, is like your blues clues couch they See? heard the name beatrice dixon and they, said, and they were like she is an old white racist lady and I support, I support her. her. There we go. <laughs> they thought she That's was gonna exactly wear a t shirt with the Confederate flag on. <laughs> That's no, exactly it. It's it's a weird it was a weird move though for for those few people that that said that it was racist. That's a very weird thing to say. I don't even understand it. Like I'm like, where are you coming from? I, I mean part of me wants to interview them. <laughs> yeah, like sit them down. It's like, well why do you think it's racist? It's be, I, I I guess what the what from what I read from the article and also what I'm assuming is that when they heard that they, what they heard is this product is only for black women. And that's nowhere near what she was saying, which is such an odd thing. Race is, race is like the hottest topic right right now, especially over on Twitter. And it's it's weird because I see I see it go to like the extremes now. Like it, I, and also too, like the most extreme people are the most vocal. That's the thing. And then they everybody hears them the most. Exactly. So kind of it kind of takes things in in, in in a weird way too. And I remember even for you when we had this conversation back in the day, like you were telling me like growing up because you know you 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 came here when you were twelve from Nigeria, like it was it, it was either your parents or you had a hard understanding of like like black plight like in the states because it wasn't something oh, that you were a part of. Remember this? I remember conversations, wow. dude. People don't know, dude. I listened, dude. That's like shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was me. That was definitely on me. Yeah, that was. It's because I mean, so you come from this place where everybody looks like you, right? Mm-hmm. And even though everybody looks like you, white supremacy is still a thing because of how pervasive American media is. So mm. even though you're living in a place where everybody looks like me, there's still that, my hair is not straight. Ooh, my hair is not flowing. There's because you see the, these posters of beauty. That's why skin bleaching is still an issue in, you know, in certain African countries. I, I heard about that shit like in like, in like, what's it called? Like Jamaica or some shit like that. It's still a thing. And it's mm. like, how is it still a thing where everybody's black? Because everybody's seeing the media and we hold Americans. Okay, let me rephrase. We hold white Americans up to this pedestal. Anyways, so I came here and that was just cranked up times two. Because one, I'm trying to understand what black people are going through. I wasn't even trying to understand. I'm 12. Let's be honest. I'm like, (laughs) la-di-da. But then you realize that I live in a country where black people have been subjugated and I'm coming fresh. So now I have to deal with the repercussions of this when I haven't grown up with it. So it was a really, it was traumatic. I will say traumatic. Having to understand like, 
oh shit, I fall into this. I'm not just like innocent come from, you know, my my life or whatever. It's because like, even though you know you're Nigerian, that's not what the rest of the world sees yeah, you exactly. as. They just see you as black girl. Exactly, I'm black. Yeah. I think it's funny. There's, I think it's getting better now, especially as new generations come up, but there has historically been a distinction that Africans make between themselves and black Americans. Oh, I, I saw mm-hmm. that shit so much. You know, I, I had explained that shit to Mariel cause she didn't understand. She was, I was like, I forgot what it was, what we were watching, what we were listening to, but she didn't understand like the conversation or the nuance between it. And I was like, Oh, you don't know that like traditional African people, they don't see themselselves as it's black Americans. Americans. They're not, yeah. they're not, they're not black Americans. Yeah. They are African and arguably. So I've heard some of the most racist shit from African people. As have <laughs> I. You know what I mean? And how they talk about like black Americans. As like, have I. Every single like racist shit that you hear like a white person say, I've heard like an African person say it about mm-hmm. black people saying that they're lazy. They don't work hard. And all that. As stuff. have I. And th- this is the thing. So you think, think about the person who thinks this way. Yeah. You're like, I'm an African man, blah, blah, blah. I'm different. Once you step out on the street, you are a black man in America. Yeah. Full stop. You will get shot. Sorry, I should maybe that's too heated, but you, the police is going to look at you the same way. You're walking in the shop, they're going to look at you the same way. They don't know that you're African. You're a black presenting man. The end of story. So, I think and I hope it's getting better that as these new generations come up, there's more of a marriage between these two communities. And I think it's been too for too long. It's been disjointed and that's why it's it's hard to see that marriage just because like and this is my opinion on it because uh i think people don't want to also like give up their culture just because somebody says you are this because you you don't have to give up your culture though and even if keep your culture but why are you looking down on the other yeah i think the looking down part is the part that we could get rid of but i think it's it's hard because they understand that this is how it is in the states and it's they still want to have their leg up. They still want to keep a piece of themselves, right? But it's hard to keep a piece of yourself when people keep stripping it away from you, no matter how, quote unquote, African you are or how Asian you are, people still want to strip that and take that away from you. So what that happens, that it, what, what I see from that is that it just, the only way that they can make a distinction for, for themselves is for them to just lash out. It's You'd like- so aggro about it, right? Yeah, because it's like, they're just so upset, yeah. you know? So it just, it just kind of sucks too. It's just like, you know, even if, like you said, like when you walk out in the street, what people see, they don't see African male, they see black male. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you're still going to go through the same plights. It's just a matter of, you know, are you going to be human enough to empathize with that situation? Because when you come into this country, or just like you go into any country, you you have to understand that there are a set of rules in history that came here before you stepped yep. in. Yep. You know? Yep. And I understand it from both sides. I've had my own share of problematic thinking for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this is the thing you come here, at least as an immigrant, that's all I can speak to. And it's like, I still think this, there's so much opportunity in this fucking country. There's so much opportunity. It is not perfect at all. But there's so much opportunity. And I get it. You come here, and you see what people can do, what you can achieve. And it, okay, even though the white picket fence thing might be a false fallacy, but still, there's possibility here. And then you if when you feel like there are homeborn people who aren't taking advantage of that, it, I can see it being like, why? Why are you not excelling when you have all these available to you? But then you have to take into consideration you have been born and you've been raised in a country that either has not made those accessible to you or you may just not even have known about those things because of yeah. the situation you're born into. You know what's interesting? Just because I, I know – and just from my personal experience of there's so many like parallels to like African like culture and Asian culture in terms of like academia, like so many, I know like African parents really push their kids to be a nurse or be in the medical field, just like Asian kids. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like how many like African nurses there are like, I saw that in New York. There's a lot. Not here. Yeah. There's a lot though. Like they, they push them into like, like the medical yeah. field. I was like, Oh shit. That's the most Asian thing I've ever heard in my life. Also like the fucking immigrant struggle stories. It's like the same shit. The same way you beat your kids is the same way Asian people beat their kids too. It, it kind of runs parallels. Yeah. What, I remember the last time my mom, my mom hit me. I didn't talk to her. I said, mm, I'm done. I'm not talking to you. How'd that work out for you? It worked out great. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause I remember I was like, I'm too old for this. I was like 14. Four- I'm too old for this. 14 was the last time you were hit. The yeah. last time I was hit was last year. 
Like, I, I still get my ass beat. That's fucking crazy. No, but our parents, this is the thing. Remember I said earlier, they're kind of like eclectic Africans. Mm -hmm. We weren't, she really didn't beat us that often. And I think no. that's part of what it was. I was like, what? Yeah. And also my parents came to the States before I did. So I was raised for a good chunk of my life by aunts, grandparents, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I come and I'm like, what? Yeah. You're going to hit me? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me? You know, anyways, um, I, story time. My sister had a cat when she was young and this cat got stuck in a tree this is in lagos and my parents called the fire department and it's like you don't do that in nigeria like they came and they're like are you joking you called us for a cat and they left yeah so using that as an example of showing just kind of like offbeat like yeah <laughs> like hipster africans what, 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 what did your parents do they were journalists so they worked for vanguard and they met what the mm -hmm. My dad was a sports journalist. He traveled with the Super Eagles, who's the Niger those are the Nigerian um the Nigerian soccer team. And then my mom she had a column called the lipstick column and she got to just write about whatever, I guess. And so they met. So your parents were already kind of artsy, so yeah. it's only it only makes sense that that transferred over to you. I guess I have my blog, so that makes me feel like oh maybe I, I actually got saw your blog before them. before you came on. You're actually pretty good at that shit. Thanks. The writing is great. Your photos are great too. Who Thanks. Who can take your photos? My sister. Oh, Google Pixel. <laughs> she has a Google Pixel. That's dope. All those all those photos on a Google Pixel. Google Pixel, man. They look great. Thanks. That looks fucking crazy. Do you live with your sister? I do. Oh, shit. It's really nice. I've been spoiled. I don't have a real roommate. Oh, well, I guess she, she's a roommate, but it's family, you know? Yeah. She cooks and she cooks for the house. It's oh. not like, this is my food. Mm -hmm. This is your food. Like, so it's like know. a family type of situation. It's so nice. That's crazy. It's so nice. What, what does your home. sister do? She worked. Oh, God. She's told me so many times. I keep forgetting. She does digital marketing for NBC. Oh shit! Oh, so she's kind of in the uh, in the in the I guess like TV world if it's NBC. I guess of. she gives me free movie tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm so blessed, so so blessed. So I can't even complain. I can't complain, but I'm not going to. Where, where, where are your parents at? My mom's here. My dad's on the East Coast. Oh uh, mm -hmm. shit! What part of the East Coast? Baltimore. Baltimore? I've only been there once. Not much to do out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you live like in California and you get LA, spoiled. Dude, man, I'm telling you, like I've I was in um so you know I travel when I do like these uh these college speaking engagements and I get to travel to all these different cities and I every time I go to a different city, I'm like, I fucking love California, man. Like Would you, do you think you'll always live here? I will die here. Ooh. I will die here. I'm not going anywhere. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I like visiting places, yeah. right? But I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to live anywhere else, man. Like when I was in New York and I felt that wind sliced through my body like a hot knife through butter. I was Ooh, like, that was a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> I was, yo, you know when I was you know when we were in fucking uh in Salt Lake City for for uh blizzard. For through the blizzard shit. It was a blizzard, bitch. Uh -huh. What are you talking about? That was it was it was blizzarding. You are so dramatic. How much you want to bet it was blizzarding? You that know what? Let's the, look it up. We'll that was definitively what they said. So they said it was a blizzard. It was not that It bad. was a blizzard. Were you dressed inappropriately? Let me I was 300 pounds. Nothing was getting through <laughs> me. You understand me? That's the biggest difference I started to understand is that when I was fat, nothing would affect me. Yo, Curtis looked at me like I was insane because I just had a puff jacket and then like a long sleeve t-shirt. He was Chilling. like, yo, you're not fucking cold. He was like, I'm freezing right now. I was like, aren't you from New York? He was like, nah, but it's... A I don't remember it being this bad. That's because you were all hopped up on the fucking women's parade and shit. You're just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I swear I don't remember it being this bad. It was so fucking. I almost couldn't get an Uber back because there was no Ubers that were coming uh, to pick us up. Don't remind me about Ubers. Yeah, it was. It was so. It was snowing so hard there. It was. It was actually uh, very odd how hard it was snowing. But I, I from our Airbnb, we almost couldn't even make it back get to to uh, Sundance because it was it was snowing so hard. Damn. Yeah, you don't remember any of the shit? I'm telling you, it was a beautiful, magical snow globe experience for me. You are ridiculous, dude. <laughs> there was a fucking reindeer that was dead on the road. You didn't see that shit? A what? I'm, I'm fucking kidding with you right oh, now. Did you see me as it paused? It, it was really fucking cold. Oh, yeah. shit. How much have we been on this, dude? We've been in this for an hour. That's it right there. That's the whole damn podcast. What? I like talking to you. Don't end it. We're still going to kick it after this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have snacks. Yeah, I told you, though, you were so nervous about this podcast. I was. I Okay, I'm going to listen to it, obviously, but 
I hate hearing my voice sometimes. It's just like, oh, God. And I'm doing a voiceover gig. How can you hate hearing your voice? Well, you also had that fucking one Instagram post where you were... Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? Were what? You, what? <laughs> Were you had too much bass in your voice? Oh <laughs> my God, yes. That was my sister helping that me do a self so tape. so fucking funny. She's such an asshole. Yeah. I was like, why are you going to give me directions? <laughs> you do digital marketing like, for NBC. Shut the fuck up and let me. That's, we were just talking about that. See, it's about the. See, is you respect them, but you don't yeah. respect them that much. I don't much. respect you that much. <laughs> for you to give me advice about my self tape. How I'm slating. I wasn't even, it was a oh, play. Yeah. I was saying my name. Like, what? It's like, what's with all the bass in your voice? Right? I said, <laughs> cool. Well, where can they find you? On Instagram and my blog. I do dance videos too. So if you want to see me dancing, I know you're only hearing my voice here, but. Uh, That's right. You dance. You've been dancing dance a lot lately. I have. It's what's up with goal. that? So it's my little creative outlet. Not little. Let me not minimize it. Um, and so my goal this year is to do six dance videos. Like it's one thing that genuinely brings me joy. And oh, I was like, shit. let me do this to make myself happy. And I can look at it in 20 years and be like, look how adorable I was. So, <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm trying to get buff. Just so I can show my kids. <laughs> like before you were born, daddy used to look I like that bitch. Stuff, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, oh, I should say, should say, I say my handle? Say your handle. So it's Amona Talks. And then my blog is omonatalks.com. My name is, oh, oh you're going to write my name. Do I, have to, I don't have to spell it. You should spell it. O-M-O-N-O talks.com. Sidebar, there's a river in Japan with my name. Sometimes when I'm on the phone with people, they think I'm Japanese and then they see me and then they get disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a called omono. Is that how you say it? I don't know if how to say it. If it's in Japanese, be omono. I was like, ah. Oh, oh super cute. <laughs> I guess you're Japanese as well. I'm not Japanese. Well, you should start up your own uh, feminine Caroline, right? What would I call it? No, <laughs> it no. Be... Who's going to buy it? Exactly. <laughs> and they'll be people. upset because you're not Japanese. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is this shit? She's a fucking African woman. <laughs> fuck this. I hate this. It's racist. Racism. Yeah. And well, this racism. <laughs> Boom. Well, guys, you guys can catch us on every single audio platform out there. We're talking about iTunes. If you have if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a bunch of comments below. Uh start up a discussion, chat it up, and then we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye.